When so much of life is about the big moments, it's the details in the all-new 2022 Grand Wagoneer that make the small moments truly special. Take joy in American premium design and available technology, like the 23-speaker Macintosh reference entertainment system, and with seating for up to eight, no detail is overlooked, because it's the details that make every journey grand. The Grand Wagoneer. Grand adventures return. Wagoneer is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hi there, I'm Adam Kirbas. And this is another episode of my podcast, Literary Analysis. This is going to be the last podcast on Macbeth. We will some sort of talk in the end about a big issue, which will then be our next topic. And this is scene changes. I mean, this is indeed a big issue. Big issue in that sense, I have announced it before. If you write screenplays or as well as general theater for the theater, the big uh, issue is how to structure um, how to structure uh, a, a play, but it is uh, as well as very important how to structure a novel and so on and so on. So, so we talked about it. Structure is very imminent, very important, and so on. But the point being, and this with. Structures general is that there is no real or right way. There is one way which always works, and this is when you some sort of structure your novel, your your screenplay according to the hero's journey. The hero's journey is actually the dominating frame within literature. Um, I always call it as well as the Marvel strain, water, because many or the comics. Uh, comic uh, plot structure and this just means that many Marvel comics or DC whatever uh, are structured in that way so so you can have you have this structure at Harry Potter you have this structure at at um, uh, um, Batman for example Batman we will talk about Batman the next week where I have prepared um, a screen play we will use uh, uh, some screen plays or one screen play and analyze it um, where we will try to figure out what is a good structure and what is not i mean of course there are a lot of bad examples i it will turn out whether we will go into that or not however but um, something i have to admit as well is but I do not know the exact structure, or I do not know some sort of a blue print which is a good structure. I only know about stuff like Hero's Journey. We will talk a little bit about that as well. So, so this is with, which has worked out pretty well in the past. You have to be always aware that our brain works a lot of with record 
mission. This means we feel comfortable with everything we know before we have experience with, uh, with and and this of course leads to whether someone might watch your movie or not. So this plays indeed a vital role. So so so, so the hero's journey is not so far fetched if you can some sort of write your plot in that way so it is indeed something which would work out and the hero's journey very roughly if if i want to present this it always starts with an ideal stage so an ideal stage would be i don't know so, so some lord of the rings or even if you have batman or even today where we will talk about a little bit of mech Beth and the structure of the play in Macbeth you have in the beginning some sort of a gathering storm the the play starts with those three witches and in this conversation which is an introduction into the play we hear the name Macbeth as well so it is established that Mac. Beth is is some is the center or should be the center of our 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 focus or is the center of our play. However, this but um, this is some sort of an introduction. But normally the hero's journey starts with that as well. So um, a lot of uh, for for example, think about the uh, Lord of the Rings. The, the followership of the rings. The, I mean the movie. I mean the uh, the movie introduction was different from the book. And in the movie introduction, you some sort of had a sum up as well as so, so which would, which would uh, some some sort of introduce uh, the world, introduce the scene. This becomes very important when you write science fiction when you write fantasy you have to give some people an understanding of the world of what you are talking about and, and uh, this is what you see in the movie lord of the rings and this is what you have in macbeth as well but in macbeth it is rather the the mood of the play this this storm and it is some sort of a gathering storm uh, this is but However, in the, in the hero's journey, there's an ideal situation. The hero is well, or uh, think about the, the uh, Lord of the Rings, where Frodo is in his own land and he's fine and he's all doing fine. And then there is a call for the quest. He either takes it or or moves away from it, or or some sort of delays it. If you want to establish suspense in your in your novels, then you do some uh, create a hero who, in a way, does not want to go outside in to the world. We will see this at back uh, at Batman next week, and and so on. So an ideal stage, and there is some sort of a calling, uh, but the hero declines it. But then he's forced forced to go. 
go on this journey and, and in this journey he some sort of finds himself this is this is derived from the greeks uh, from the greek mythology where where the heroes have to go through trials think about uh, think about oedipus all these trials he had to go through in order to find home to Ithaca and his wife and so on and so forth. So, forth. so you have this with heroes uh, as well. They have to understand this. They have to go through these trials. And then in the end, the hero sort of gains knowledge, experiences things different and he becomes a better person. He becomes a different person and th this is some sort of a happy ending or he some he meets a girl he can save a girl a society whatever you have um, so this is so a very um, very narrow or very short summary of a hero journey this is what we see in, in many movies this is what we expect when we watch a movie this is what feels close to us which we are understand and which we, we some sort of can make out the characters because in a hero's journey you have one central protagonist this is in Lord of the Rings Frodo this is in, in Harry Potter Harry Potter and this is in Batman Bruce Wayne so you know everyone you know the place of everyone despite the, those trials a hero goes through you know in the end he will have some sort of succeed either way um, there are of course some hero journeys where the hero does not succeed but however in all these Marvel franchises in all those uh, comic franchises the hero in a way or another always succeeds can come to an agreement and so on and these things work and you have this as well as in Shakespeare's Macbeth where things uh, some sort of derail it is true so, so uh, because we know Macbeth in the end gets slain we know that that uh, in Shakespeare's Macbeth Shakespeare uh, in his tragedy tragedy this this grabs a vicious circle um, and there is a, a um, especially no is is okay but you have these elements of a hero's journey in Shakespeare as well so in the beginning you have this storm this gathering storm with the uh, three witches then there is there is an introduction in to the play this is about war this is about treason but it is again some sort of an ideal uh, I I ideal um, position and ideal stance because because Macbeth is hailed he's been uh, considered as the hero who who has fought against the rebels and against this Norwegian king he's been praised and 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 everyone uh, thinks of him as a great man and this and then it goes on so Mac Beth seems to have it all then but then there is a calling this calling you would then the 
consider the prophecy of the free witches they say to me you shall be king thereafter and this then awakens some something to, awakens his ambition his dark force uh, he then goes if you want in a in his own mental journey through back and forth where the fall of the office predecessor becomes a warning the, so this goes back and forth these are the trials if you want so free free is always um, a magical number because free is free the number free has to do a lot with platonic philosophy and it it was derived by by the greek antiquity so free or foreplay indeed a, a crucial role uh, free trials and in the end macbeth some sort of uh, goes through it huh? and and uh, kills duncan and this is the pinnacle uh, of the second scene the point is generally yeah i mean everyone immediately would see or assume yeah that uh, a, a play as shakespeare or whatever you have use some sort of can you use a free act system or was some sort of uh, what has has been known since aristotle from the antiquity and this is that uh, play has a beginning uh, uh, a middle part with rising tension and the, if you want the conclusion of the play and so on however but if, like i said before if if you have only those well this uh, structure does not really help you it does not help at all and and we will try to figure out Uh, what is a good way to structure a play again i would i would lie if i would know, know the blue print of it you can some sort of say yeah the hero's journey yeah, it works but it's some sort of it gets boring as well and it does not tell you much about how how to structure the scenes in the play you may not understand what i'm talking about or what i'm referring about but we will come to that as well but what i have seen this is throughout some place this is what you see in movies and next week we will some sort of i will try to show it on on batman begins at the screenplay that things work a lot of well with contrasts so so because you have one scene you have one scene for example here in macbeth these are the three witches this is the first scene and of course if you write a screenplay if you write a movie you always wanted some some, some sort of these transitions you want to make them work in a way i mean you have here in Macbeth, in the beginning, those three witches, this is an initiation, this some sort of sets the mood of the play, this is dark, this is, this is uh, so, so, some, so, so, some ambiguous language, you don't know what this is all about, you only hear Macbeth, the name, ah, this is all what it turns around, 
But but then what comes next? And this is a big question indeed. So so what is the next scene? How should or, or which scene should follow uh, the other? I mean, you could we, we will talk about this as well. You could some sort of uh, say yeah in the first scene with the three three witches the name Macbeth is mentioned this means that the next scene this this would mean scene two would be about Macbeth as well however uh, uh, well uh, the entire place uh, is about Macbeth so it, this does not really help you and what I've discovered is well, what really makes a story work or drive uh, the scene forward, especially if you watch movies, especially if you, um, as well as in in in, in many many uh, Marvel franchises or or in comic franchises, what really uh, drives the plot forward is the contrast. So that you have one scene, and then you you show or narrate the story from that angle that the next scene seems to be a contrast to the previous scene. This may not... Everyone would, of course, agree, uh, disagree, because everyone would say, yeah, but you some sort of ruin the, the, the famous red line of the plot, because everyone would assume that you some sort of have, have to naturally, slowly and gradually grow the plot. So, 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 this would mean, I don't know, if you watch, I don't know, uh, Lord of the Rings, for example, this would mean that, that you have, in the beginning, Frodo in our land, and, and people are all nice, people are all things, and then you slowly graduate this people then decide to go on a journey and this goes on so slowly and they make up friends and they go and on and on so so but this is not how things work this has many reasons the f the first reason is that uh you do not have just time i mean this is this, this is a the, the average l length of a movie is just one and a half or even two or three hours. Of course, Lord of the Ring lasts a bit longer. But it, uh, especially in the movie business, time is scarce. You just uh, you cannot afford. You cannot do this. That you can uh, that use uh, some sort of uh, narrate slowly and gradually a story story because you would go nowhere or you would not some sort of conclude the story you would not be able to conclude it and if you some sort of create a scene or you could some sort of say it as a mirror effect as a mirror effect this means that you have one scene this is in Macbeth the three witches, and then the and the main issue of the scene is that there is a gathering storm. This is what you would assume. This is the sets the mood of the scene. But then the following scene seems to be the opposite because it is a 
praise of Macbeth. They have won the war. They have won the war against the rebels. They have won the war against the Norwegian king. Macbeth is praised and so on. This is what you would assume. Yeah, this is actually a contrast to this. And this drives the plot forward. It drives it forward fast. Hmm. This is, this is uh, of course, something you have to... Which makes it more urgent. And with this contrast, with this mirror effect, you can tell a story. I would say you can convey a lot of messages to a story or within few words. We will see this next week with uh, Batman. So this, you always some sort of portray the contrast of it and in, then in, in Macbeth the second scene this is about there you would actually assume yeah the storm is over huh? they won the war Macbeth is hailed hailed and praised King Duncan uh, uh, praises him uh, and so are, so all are the noble men so this is war is over this is a contrast to the first scene but it has a lot of effects on you and the first effect is it keeps you on the edge because it is still a contrast you you after you have seen the first scene you are still uh, hooked you some sort of expect you expect the, the plot drives itself forward so 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 you don't have to do much and it it um, tells the story of the of the um, in time or it drives the story with few words but in a more uh, a pointful way is a fast development and this is indeed something you you have to have something that's necessary uh, the, this development this fast development in in the uh, in movies, but as well as as well as in in uh, in theaters, because you have to be aware people's attention may not be so, so, uh, or people's attention attention wanes. People would not keep to each other, and so on. So so with these uh, small effects, with this mirror effect in the plot structure you can actually drive the for uh, the plot forward in a very good way and then the third scene of Macbeth this is then about this dark prophecy and uh, this is where you some sort of have again you go back to this in initial dark storm in this gathering cloud there's a gathering cloud in the first scene then uh, the opposite people hail and praise Macbeth he, he, he seems to, to have done something good this is the introduction uh, the introduction the plot is about Macbeth and about no other but then in the third scene you have again those three witches and they come with a dark prophecy there's some sort of uh, the the first 
thing is that there's an introduction again in in this scene as well so some sort of a microstructure of every scene which is very important so you you have these three witches talking about uh, this fat stingy woman you have about this uh, thumb and uh, and then Macbeth comes along uh, he's been hailed he's been hailed uh, the fan of Cordor, and then later he shall be king. This play is a crucial part of it. But then in the fourth scene, in the fourth scene, you have some sort of again this contrast, again this mirroring. Because then the fourth, the fourth scene of Macbeth, this is about the former fan of. Godwa, the the predecessor of Macbeth. This is some sort of a warning, if you want, where, where Malcolm and K- King Duncan talk about the former uh, rebel and fame of Godwa, who betrayed his king, who fought on the side of the enemy, and so on. There you have again this. And this again drives the plot forward. And then in the fifth scene, you have some sort of this his ambition, uh, Macbeth's ambition comes to an end. Malcolm is is being named the the prince, and you have some sort of um, an end. And then evil spirits have to be conjured up in order to drive the plot forward. This is again some, you would uh, assume in a way it is a back and forth. You would assume it is an, a dialogue. You have this a gathering storm but then the storm is over. You, you have this prophecy but Macbeth in a way does not really believe in it and the prophecy is in a way dark this is, this is no happy prophecy people do not celebrate it as a blessing because these are evil spirits who prophet, prophes, prophesize a, a prosperous future so it has always some dark clouds on it then then you have uh, then you but Mac, in Macbeth arises dark clouds he wants to have something so so this is again some sort of back and forth he has this urge this plays in to the theme of ambition but this then comes uh, to a warning the uh, his predecessor the former Fane of Gordor um, was been killed, was executed. This is some stuff as well as for us as those who watch the watch the watch the play. This comes as a warning, but as well as some sort of a sort of a dark form. Boeing, this will get worse huh? because this is the in entire play is dark, is gloomy and then Mac, uh, Macbeth's wife 
Lady Macbeth has to conjure up uh, evil spirits to make it work because her, her husband, the protagonist or the antagonist, if you want, uh, or, or the anti-hero, this would be more correct, the anti-hero Macbeth does not seem to be capable to go through it, so you, so she has to conjure up evil spirits. This means that an evil deed needs to be done to some sort of break through this, this stalemate which was, or this bar which was put in front of Macbeth because Malcolm wasn't named the successor and not him. And, and, uh, and this, uh, and then in the sixth scene, this is again a switch outside. This is again the contrast to it when, when King Duncan and Banco approach the, the castle of Macbeth. They are entirely oblivious what is going inside the castle. This is again some sort of a mirror or some sort of a contrast uh, where you some sort of draw out the contrast which drives the story forward more faster in a way more faster pace because you have to imagine this is on the scene or this is on the on the theater well i don't know how how this is being portrayed on i've never actually seen Macbeth in a theater rather in, in a movie however but the 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 mental image of it this is a, a very str striking one because there's in the castle people are plotting uh, the overthrow of King Duncan his murder but but outside the castle King Duncan some sort of praises Macbeth is entirely oblivious to what is actually really going on and this is again something or this is again the theme of of the play so that you disguise your true feelings but yet through this disguise you can tell a lot of uh, or convey or already a lot of information just with portraying it in a contrast so this is always the the contrast to the scene and this is you you have until uh, king duncan is killed it is always some sort of his oblivion his 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 that he does not see this one coming is always or has to be portrayed in a contrast for and this means that for King Duncan the world is actually pretty much rosy. This is how he describes uh, Macbeth's castle. I mean, you you some sort of get the notion that King Duncan this describes a beautiful day. Uh, there has been sunshine. There are birds singing and so on. Whereas inside the Castle. This is the this is the the, the contrast. There, people are preparing his assassinations, and this is again, which we which brings up, uh, us back to the beginning, uh, the, the first scene. These dark clouds, and then the second scene. This is this is the 
entirely contrast or the the opposite end of it you would assume because there the the the, the dark clouds are over as it seems because the war is over there is no more to fight for the rebels have been beaten and and pushed back and pushed aside or whatever you have so and this driving force this contrast this mirroring this indeed drives forward the the story it really helps you to fastly understand not only um, the entire plot but that's as well as the opposite sides i mean imagine if you watch uh, uh, some movies where there is one hero let's say there is one batman and there is his opposite let's say joker or you have wayne or whatever you have bane or whatever you have so the villain then you uh, then the story works always around this that there is one hero this is good and there is one evil or more evil and they some sort of are always standing the opposite side of each other And sometimes, like it is in Batman Begins, uh, the screenplay written by David Goya, it is not apparent in the in the beginning. But, however, this some sort of drives the story or the plot faster. Uh, you can uh, cramp in it, in it more information without exhausting someone. I mean, if you have here in Macbeth, this would be way more hideous. And this is something you get to know when you write, write your own, own screen plays, your own novels. If you have to explain every time why someone is the opposite part of you this could become way too exhausting or right? this is way too exhausting and the best thing is to just show it and in uh, in doing so uh, you can spare yourself a lot of explanation or you can spare yourself a lot of this cryptic effort for uh, Example, I mean, we talked about, I mean, if you have to talk a, a great length about why King Duncan is a weak king, why why he does not have a, ha, have any clue what this is, probably you would need a lot of, a lot of uh, time and resources, whereas if you some sort of create your plot, like in Shakespeare's Macbeth, where you have inside the castle people plotting his killing and outside the castle King Duncan with Banco talks about the beautiful side of the castle and that everything would be fine and this is sunshine this is birds are uh, singing everything appears to be beautiful then you can convey a lot of information just with this contrast uh, this means simply a uh, king duncan does not know what is going on inside the castle uh, this is what you have some sort of put forth with little explanation i mean in the in the following scene in the sixth scene where king duncan talks about uh, about uh, the beauty of the castle you you have no 
clue what the, or, or he does not even talk about about uh, uh, or you do not have to explain much that you that King Duncan is 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 not uh, aware of the danger uh, and uh, and and people pretty much understand and get to know what is going on huh? the contrast of it huh? um, and and this is what you have in other parts of the plot as well I mean uh, right before uh, before Macbeth meets with King Duncan he he has these dark thoughts. He has these thoughts about about honor here, or, or he he has these thoughts about killing him, of disposing him, and then he meets K King Duncan, and he's rather 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 submissive. He talks about du duty and honor, and this is again a contrast to to his thoughts. And you do again, you can convey a lot of information just with these two contrasts and of, of course a lot of thoughts because some especially in the movie or in film and movies you rather show than tell and the easiest way where you can convey a lot of information is actually through contrast I mean, if you watch Batman or any other Marvel hero, you actually do not have to uh, really talk about yeah, why is the Joker evil, why is pain evil. I would even assume that someone who has no moral values or does not understand what or has no clue about good and wrong will um, despite the fact will pretty much become aware of that Batman and let's say the Joker that they are on the opposite ends of of a world view so and this is uh, without explaining it yeah, why is the Joker evil without explaining it why Bruce does what it what he does Why does Bruce, Bruce uh, want to save Gotham and 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 not this this it like Razal Ghoul and so on? So so there's a lot of understanding through this, and this is something you can really portray easily with contrast with pin pointing each other's scene at each other. So why you can just call it mirroring, and then in in make. Beth, uh, before the murder of King Duncan, then again, make Beth some sort of ruminates about the consequences. What could or might come out of it? What could happen? And so on. This is again some sort of raises the tension. This is again to the contrast because Mac Beth is a, if you want, as well as the uh, an enemy to him self to what he said about duty, about your honor whom you bestowed bestow them to, it, to your king and father so this is very uh, throbbing this, this contrast between 
someone who who wants to do the right thing this is what you have in macbeth some so if he talks about yeah he was only he was only newly promoted shouldn't be shouldn't he be thankful but then he his m Vision drives him. So this is again this contrast. You you have two forces which rip these people apart, and this is some sort of the mechanism which goes through the entire Marvel uh, uh, franchise. You have it in in back in Batman. These two forces they, they are plainly always referred as good and evil. So you have sometimes the villain is tempted by evil this is what you have been in batman where where batman does evil or, or has to do evil in order to succeed because ordinary means that do not work anymore the contrast is also is always striking and here at Macbeth, you you have this as well so in the beginning up to the second act of the dagger scene where you have always this back and forth should i do it or should i not do it hmm. should i walk it and and you always ruminate about the consequences and then in the in the second act the, the dagger this pretty much is the end of it or is the end of all these ruminations because this is one goal or you have no way back anymore you have no return anymore this is the thumb of the pilot you have to go through it so and this is then if you want where Macbeth strides determinedly forward and kills King Duncan this is and in in Macbeth, I would say this is really good because you have the scene one as well as the scene two, some sort of a mini plot where you have with this back and forth a rising tension and the tension of the uh, first half of the play is indeed the murder of King Duncan. Uh, this is the pinnacle. Uh, what? happens there thereafter yeah Macbeth goes nuts or, or goes mad and then kills his com uh, his friends and this has then one last pinnacle and this is in the end where he he fights the rebels or people some sort of abandon him but this this is uh, indeed very interesting and then the second uh, act despite the fact that Macbeth explains what happened that he uh, um, goes through with it he, he some sort of eye is still as he tend he cannot look at the dead bodies he cannot see what he's done he cannot eye what is done so so you have some sort of again this 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 uh, this doubt this 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 rising tension uh, he was determined uh, before that the dagger led his path he won't he walk through it but then he is again he's he, he's he's thoughtful he's has he attend he cannot see what he's done he cannot look at what he's done this is again something you would back which which uh, leaves you would say which as well as makes him human he's repentant uh, 
and so on. However, but here we see in the first two acts, which I think is indeed a very great structure, or is a brilliantly structured, where you can see how you should structure scenes, and this is, and Shakespeare does it very, in a very superb way, and this is in order to sum it up. It is to always to contrast those opposites. So King. Duncan is this lamb, is this innocent lamb who does not see the wolf Macbeth approaching. So, so he is oblivious up to the last point. And this is always someone back and forth. And those scenes, they always portray the contrast and they convey this this uh, this theme on the, and the perception without actually having to uh, go through a great length to explain why this is so. This is what you would rather uh, account in a novel, in a novel where structures is rather secondary because in a novel you have time and space to to talk about everything, to analyze everything. So structure is rather secondary. Maybe maybe only important if uh, if you want to some sort of writer pitch turner. We will talk about that as well. However, but here at movie and theater, you re really have to sh show rather than tell. This is what people always used to say and here in Shakespeare in the first two acts you have really a superb structure where you always create the contrast we always some sort of can make the point that this guy's Macbeth talks about duty but has dark thoughts so you pretty much know oh, yeah, this this is gloomy this is dark however we will continue our talking about this theme Next week with Batman begins and up to, and I hope that you all will join me again. Bye. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.